wizards and witches, warlocks and liches, welcome back to Don't Cast, Don't Tell, an all-LGBT kids on brooms campaign that serves as the first arc of the Bone Rollers podcast, where we lied to you last time, and this time is the real finale. You can call me Elliot, because that's my name, I use he, him, and they, them pronouns, and you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. I am the Bone Daddy as the creator and GM of this show, and I'm joined today, as always, by Jordan. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Jordan. I use they, she pronouns. Um, uh, oh god, what did I usually say? Oh, right. Twitter. Yeah, I, I reprising role as... Nia Nymphiasia Poshley. You could find me on Twitter at Cuttlefish Tweet. Uh, the things I do there are amazingly fun and cringe. Everything's in my bio. Nikki. Hello, I'm Nikki. Uh, use he, him pronouns. I play Raleigh Redcap, lovable scamp. And you can find me on Twitter at Anxious Meat Suit, where I just tweet complete fucking garbage. But follow me. And Fabby. Uh, hey, I'm Fabi. I use she, her pronouns. I'm on Twitter at Fabi underscore Garza. I do a lot of podcasts. You can find them all there. I have no bits prepared for tonight because we spent 20 minutes, 50 minutes talking about One Piece. So I'm happy finale, everyone. I'm tired. Not the finale of One Piece, though. That will never Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Our grand children. The children with a K. Our grandchildren will will talk about that. I don't think any of us in this group are having kids. Anyway, yeah, like you have children. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I, I want to be a mom. I'd be a good mom. Yeah, I want to be a milf. I just don't want to be a, a parent. Mom. I I'll be your mom. What mommy? Uh, what? Who said that? I can be your mommy, baby. You uh, just ever want to start over? <laughs> <laughs> like in life or all oh, yeah so uh yeah we left off with raleigh on the mech that mia was piloting luna and nia were in the bone roller chariot and there was a giant shadow creature that had just absorbed tracon uh it is like stepping ominously and largely in your direction. What do you all want to do? I'll be honest, I'm not prepared for something this big. Yeah, this is kind of bullshit. Should we try to, like, rescue Tracon somehow? Like, sneak? Have we ever snuck? Sneak? Sneaking? Are we good at sneaking? There's, like, eight layers of bug shadow things. I don't know if we can, like... But... There's only so much sneaking we can do, even after like, husband. Yeah. We are. I, I. I can turn invisible. Maybe if it, if I don't mess it up. Okay. I guess we could also just do the thing we do and go all fours. But like, I, even if I'm wolf, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get through that. Hey, Mia, is there, like, an anti-Kaju button in the mech? I can't remember if I put one in there. Raleigh, do you want to try to make a brains roll to try to, like, retcon an anti-Kaju button into this mech? Sure. Why not? I will say it's going to be a pretty high roll here. You know what? Gotta give it a shot. You never (laughs) know. It could only cover Krakens and Dinosaurs, but not Kaiju. All right, go ahead. Well, I didn't tell you what the. What oh, it the doesn't. It doesn't change the result, though. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I could say the difficulty was anything, you know, and just. Anyway, <laughs> the difficulty was gonna be twelve. Yeah, I am nowhere close to that. I'm just gonna take that adversity. Okay, so for the people listening along at home, Raleigh got a five. Yeah, which is not a twelve. Personally, no, five is not a twelve. I didn't go to math school, but it doesn't add up. Yeah, there is a giant button that has like a K on it, but you don't know what it means. It's the cake button. Mia looks 
to Raleigh on the outside of the mech and says, Uh, I don't see one. And then just starts pressing buttons at random. I think like a parasol the- pops up from up top. There's confetti cannon and then like a slinky just gets launched from like the chest piece or something. And as the siren on the mech is going off, this shadow creature starts making its way specifically over to the two of you. If Luna or Nia don't do anything to stop it or draw its attention, it is going to smash you. I guess I can try to distract it by biting. Am I? I can't remember. Am I a giant wolf right now? I'm going to say if you weren't, you could like easily transform into one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn into a giant wolf and try to distract the kaiju. All right, how is Luna going about trying to distract it? Uh, biting in, in like, the back shoulder, maybe? Or, like, yeah, this this thing have shoulders? Uh, it does, but they would be, like, probably about three stories up. That's fine. I'll do a Final Fantasy seven uh, Adventure Children climbing through. I mean, I guess Final Fantasy seven Adventure Children will be... Raleigh throws Nia, who throws me. Uh, I'm just gonna parkour my way as a wolf up it up its own. I'll do a Shadow of the Colossus parkouring my own way, but I'm a wolf up this kaiju. A big wolf for all it's worth. <laughs> all right, so I am going to have you. I guess it would be a fight roll, and let's call this a difficulty of seven. Uh, that's a 17. Holy shit. It exploded. Twice. Twice. Uh, I think I win. Game over. I beat this kaiju with my bare fangs. <laughs> yeah, give me a couple of cool panels here. I'll let you narrate Luna's badass, like, bark horror here. Luna goes at it and, like, I guess when it's moving, maybe, like, as the, like, a knee's kind of bending, it jumps from, like, its foot to its knee, crawls up its legs, and then, like, maybe instead of biting the shoulder, it bites down on the neck of this thing and just, like, clamps down there, kind of impeding it from doing other things. Yeah, Luna, you clamp down on it, and, like, it reaches back. It's doing the thing where, like, it's trying to reach you, but, like, its arms just can't quite get to that spot that you're at. Give me a second to do the folly here. <laughs> and then, uh, what is Nia doing as all of this is going on, watching Luna uh, take these incredible risks? I honestly think you kind of just said it out loud. She's watching Luna take these incredible risks. She's just going to have her sword pointed over towards the big kaiju as she's just looking upward. And the sword is just pointed over the kaiju, firing off little lightning bolts over. And she's just yelling, like, good job, babe. That's uh, that's a good bite. Good job. Oh, care- oh you got it. All right. A little- <laughs> I agree. You're doing great. <laughs> Yeah, and then just firing, like, little pot shots towards the kaiju while watching. Uh, so what are you trying to accomplish with your lightning bolts here? Yeah, uh, I-, I think it's, like, creating a small opening for Raleigh to see, like, if he's able to, like, crawl in through, like, whatever is bursted open. Okay, make me a fight magic roll here. Ooh. Let's call this a difficulty of eight. That's a, that's a D20 plus a D4. I got four. Yeah, uh, that's, <laughs> that's not quite enough. I'm guessing you don't have four adversity tokens right now, right? I have three. I have four. I'll add for <laughs> narrative purpose. I have two, but I don't think I'm there to help. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Raleigh's helping me help him. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, describe for me, what's this look like? How are you helping Raleigh here? Or how are you helping Nia? Nia's just shooting, like, little shots to try to open up, like, uh, a gap for Raleigh, right? Yeah, I, I think the reason she's having trouble getting, like, a real big condensed hole into the kaiju is because she's a little distracted. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Raleigh's just kind of copying Nia, but just not really quite as good, but has his little uh, finger gun, like hand motion set up, like shooting little magic missiles. All right. And then Nia, are you going to communicate to Raleigh that you're trying to get him inside of this shadow creature? Yeah, I I think like eventually when there's like a little bit more of a hole, she's going to like just do a larger stream of the bolts over, almost like a laser pointer, and just uh, wiggle it around. It's like, Raleigh, get into that thing. Can you see it? Can you see it? As she's just, like, using the laser pointer to, like, make little circles over inside the large kaiju's leg. I I think, like, there's a moment where, like, Raleigh's eyes dilate, and he's, like, it's almost like a cat looking at the laser pointer, and then he, like, shakes his head. It's like, Oh yeah, okay, totally. I can, I can think I can scurry up there. Uh, can you, can you like throw me, like give me like a little, like a boost? Before she can, because she just barely made that last fight roll. The hole has been opened, but one of the giant shadow creature feet comes down right on top of Nia, and she disappears. Yeah, that's fair. Never. Mind. Oh, God. Mia actually, like, stands up in the mech and reaches out to grab Raleigh by, like, his shirt and pants. And unless he stops her, is going to throw him at the hole that Nia made. Raleigh is in too much shock to really resist at this point. So I guess he's getting chucked. All right. And then what? Other than yelling, is Luna doing? Fuck. I feel... Yeah, I... Do I see Mia disappear? Uh, essentially, you saw the foot come down on top of Nia. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, she may be underneath it. She may be squished like a bug. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm going to let go of the throat and try to go and like move the foot and get Nia out of there. All right. I'm going to start with what's going on with Nia and then we'll get to what's going on with the rest of you. Because Nia, as you are smushed, you find yourself opening your eyes And seeing nothing. Not that you're not seeing anything. But you are seeing nothing as you are floating in just a black, empty void. Alright. Hello? Anybody here? Dracon? Is this where you've been? And just like holding out sword, hoping that there is... Some form of light or magic that can be wielded right now. When you reach for your sword, it's not there. And you hear voices around you saying, Nobody is here. Nothing is here. Nia, you are nobody. You're nothing in the grand scheme of things. What What do you think you are? What do you think you could possibly hope to accomplish well i let's see maggie margarine you here nah. no response sword's not here luna you're all alone and nobody's gonna come to help you mia okay i know some people can just do magic without a I can't do that um of course you can't you can't do anything that's right okay what can I do what can I do just checking pockets checking bag like nothing's gonna do the trick right now all right I guess I'm gonna just leave it to the rest of you guys let's get out to Luna because Luna, you are uh, trying to move this giant shadow foot off of your girlfriend, Mm. right? Yes. 
what's that look like? Are you just like trying to push it or I bit? think I'm like running I'm tackling it's I'm wolf tackling this thing, yeah. To try to get it off balance to move it. Fair enough. Uh go ahead and make me a brawn roll. Mm-hmm. Uh this gonna I'm gonna say a difficulty of thirteen here, because this thing is huge. Well, I have a D twelve and that's a three. Does this count as a combat roll? I'd say yes. Okay, then I lost that for uh for at six instead of three, because I can add plus three. So still lost it, but not as bad. As you run and tackle into this thing's foot, you feel yourself slip into it, and we'll get to the consequences of that in just a minute. Because Luna and Nia have been absorbed into it, and Raleigh is attempting to climb into it. Raleigh, how you feeling trying to climb back into this thing that uh, made you previously wrestle your dad and be embarrassed by your uh, crush and pretty much manipulated you and your worst fears? Well, uh, he's he's not feeling great about it, but I assume like Raleigh can see what happened with Luna as well. So I think there's like this. Like, he's resolved that he has to follow this through, so... Uh, was he just, like, chucked and just kind of climbing his way up the Shadow Kaiju? Is that the imagery? Yeah, that's what I'd understand, or what yeah. I'd assume. Yeah. Yeah. Scurrying up like a like a squirrel. Yeah, but no, he's, he's going... He's trying to... Is, is this thing, like, trying to absorb me as well as I'm, like, trying to climb up? Uh, I think you got close enough that it's your choice whether you're going in or not. Well, once Raleigh gets to the point where uh, Tracon is, I guess he's going in. Is Tracon still visible or is he like partially obscured now? He has not been visible since the sun formed. Okay, well... Raleigh's going to uh, put a hand over his nose. Well, he's going to take a deep breath, put his hand over his nose, and then submerge himself into some shadow nightmare fuel. All right. So let's go with Team Lesbians first. Nia, what does Luna see when she pops into existence by you? As in, like, what does she see here? Like, what is... Nia's positioning like is she like trying to hold it together how well is that going what's Nia's like state like right now exhausted as she looks like a snow angel position as if it's just floor time after a huge workout like she's just exhausted herself as something and is just taking time to rest as if laying over the water right now and just trying to float. Luna, you find yourself in this same black, empty Mm -hmm. void. Except with Nia. Who does not look like she's doing great. Yeah. Oh god, the the thing, the foot, are you okay? Are you stomped? Uh, I tried to make my way to her and check if she's okay. Oh. uh... Nia... You hear that Luna is talking to you, but you can't understand a word that's coming out of her mouth. Luna, are you here too? Do I hear that? You hear her and understand her. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm right here, baby. Hi, hey, I'm right here. Uh, hey, please, are you okay? Are you hurt? I went can't quite make out everything you're saying right now. I assume you're here with me. I'm right um, here. Can I hold on to her hand? Yeah. You two can touch each other. Grab her arm. But for all intents and purposes, it sounds like Luna is essentially speaking Simlish. Like, it's just garbled nonsense to Nia. Uh, I I grab Nia's arm, like, hey, hey, I'm right here. Come on, 
let's try to see if we can get out. Okay, I can feel that you're here. Um, sorry about that. I, I think we're done. What are you talking done? No, we, this fight has barely even started. Come on, you're Nia. You stab things with a sword and you make things into beds. Come on. You're not laying on the floor, hopeless. No. And I like, I start grabbing her and pulling her, trying to like pull her away. Yeah. Can she feel, feel like she's being like pulled around? Yeah. You can like feel her, but again, the voice just is the only thing that's really distorted yeah. here. She can just feel herself being dragged around this place. Uh, I don't know where you're going, but I don't think there's anything anywhere else here. I We're going think home. this is just it. What? No. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find a way out of this place. Maybe try to smell my way back home. Make a brains roll for me. My brains is... This... Oh, it's a time. It's not that bad. Big brain. Uh, let's call this a difficulty of seven. That's a six, but I have two adversity tokens. So I'm going to spend one. Hell yeah. All right. On a seven, I'm going to let you decide. Mm -hmm. You can either break the barrier between Luna and Nia to allow yourselves the ability to communicate. Or I can tell you how you can get out of here. How I or how we can get out of here? You in the general sense. Okay, yeah. Tell me how we can get out of here. Luna, as you're dragging Nia around, you feel like you're definitely walking. You can feel the sensation of, like, your muscles starting, like, their exertion and starting to get tired. But you can also tell that this isn't a real place. And the two of you are going to have to overcome your fears to get out of here. Hey, okay. We're doing it's golly thing you can't hear me. We're this is some weird magic bullshit. Um just I'm here. I I believe in you. Yeah, please. You're amazing, and I'm lucky. I'm lucky that you're my friend, let alone my girlfriend. Please. And she, like, grabs and puts you her face, your, like, forehead next to your forehead. Please don't lose hope. And grabs one of your hands and puts it next to her face. You're warm. I'm happy okay. that you're here. Okay. I'm... Hmm. So, I am going to cut over to Raleigh for a minute. And when I get back, I've got a roll idea for the two of you. Okay. So, Raleigh, you find yourself diving, I assume, headfirst into this shadow creature? Yep. And rather than the inky black void, you find yourself literally inside of this creature. The shadows are moving and undulating underneath you. And if Raleigh's ever been, like, stuck in a ball pit, that's very much the feeling that he's got. Because as he moves, the ground underneath him moves. And it's near impossible to get any sort of footing or forward momentum. Cut to Raleigh, age five, ball pit. No. Guess uh, Raleigh's going to look around and see if he could find, like, I don't know, can he can he see Tracon or anything, like, at all, like, where he should go? As you look around, you can see Tracon bound in chains like you last saw him. He is essentially at the top of a very long very steep hill made out of these shadow creatures. Hypothetically, could Raleigh pull out his 
flying implement and try to fly up to him. Is this the thing we've established before? Oh, wait, you're... Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You all have brooms in this thing. Yeah. We did that. <laughs> yeah. We've only used them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, remind me, what was Raleigh's? Uh, Raleigh's is like... It's like a hobby horse, except it's not a horse. It's an alligator. Fuck yeah. Where does Raleigh pull it from? And... Etc. Set a scene for me here. So Raleigh takes off his magical red cap, uh, reaches inside, uh, pulls out, uh, pulls out. It looks like boot polish. Throws it to the side. Pulls out a toaster. Pulls it aside. Half-eaten bag of chips. Like throws it to the side. That eventually pulls out the hobby gator, which should not fit inside the hat, but somehow does. Puts his hat back on, and then he just kicks off the ground and tries to go zooming in the direction of Tracon. Okay, before I tell you what to roll, I'm gonna ask, what is Raleigh's, like, flying activation phrase? Like, is it a yeehaw? Is it a giddy-up? What's his, like, what's he say as he kicks off the ground here? It's Cowboy shit, and then he goes flying. <laughs> there <off>. it is. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make me a flight roll. Let's call this a difficulty of eight. Oh, come on! I'm supposed <laughs> to be good at this. <laughs> the rules this episode. Uh, could you read that out for the audience? At home? Oh yeah, I got a four. I have a flight dice of twelve and a bonus to the stat. But I got freaking four, which is not an eight. We see Raleigh flying through the air on this hobby gator and dodging and weaving between these shadow creatures and the pillars of form's shadow coming up to block him off. Until eventually a giant hand reaches up out of the thriving, throbbing mass and just swats him down to the ground. And Raleigh hits the ground hard, and the hobby gator goes skittering across the ground away from him. And Tracon opens his eyes as this happens and just yells out, No! Cut back over to uh, Luna and Nia. Luna, I want you to make a charm roll. And Nia, I want you to make a brains roll. And together, I want the two of you to try to beat a tin. Hey, my charm's a d4, so let's go. My brain's a d4, so let's go. I did not look at your character sheets. Oh, that's a 14, baby! <laughs> Oh my <laughs> God. Lesbian powers oh my God. triumph. Okay, so um, exploded three Abby... times and you exploded twice. So Fabby has a D four and got fourteen. Uh-huh. I have a D four and got eleven. <laughs> All right, so this is called this lesbian is like that plot armor. your gaze episode. <laughs> Resurrect your gaze. Yeah. Right. Uh. Yeah. Okay, uh, Resurrect I was going to narrate this. I'll let the two of you narrate this as you're like forehead to forehead <laughs> and suddenly understand each other and absolve yourselves of any fears of being nothing or not being understood and return to the physical realm. Okay, Luna leans close to Nia and gently kisses her and maybe something clicks. And then you reach into Luna's chest and you pull your sword out of her chest, a la Udena. I'm good with that. After pulling out the sword, she's going to just pierce it to the side and cut open space. Yeah. As that ends up giving them like a, just a free exit back to the world we know. I was about to say Earth, and I was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> All right. So the two <laughs> of you are like stepping out into the lawn of the Shattered Glass Academy. As you do, you see that this fight has escalated. There is now, like, 
your faculty and staff have come out and are like fighting against this giant shadow creature. The headmistress, Vivian Lake, has the sword of the Lady of the Lake and is, like, slashing away at parts of this thing, even as they grow back very quickly. Professor Feline is shooting off little lightning bolts with his cat toy wand. Oh, baby. Oh, guy. I will infantilize he, the professor as long man. as the professor is a cute little kitty. I mean, he's human he's so male small. size. Just with, with the head and the paw. How no, wait, he, he doesn't so have small? paws. He has one paw and one human <laughs> hand, canonically. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The human hand has beans. And the paw has fingers. Uh, <laughs> and I think, like, Nurse Ambulon is out there. She is, like, essentially the healer of the team. Like, darting back and forth between people and using her stethoscope to, like, project healing energy into them. What do the two of you want to do here? I kiss Nia again, and I say, Do you want to destroy some more of these shadow things? I I would really like that, yeah. And just like waving the sword pulled out from that mm-hmm. moment earlier, mm-hmm. and you'll see that it's just like made of light with the colors of sunrise or sunset. I, I guess those are also probably the same colors as flag, but also <laughs> it's like wow, um, you you have experience in uh, horseback combat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I. A wolf is probably like a horse and transforms again and then like motions for you to ride her back so that you we run into the creatures, you start slashing them, and she starts biting at them. Hell yeah. She is thinking like, okay, I don't want her to have hooves. This is fine. Don't don't change things. Don't change things. <laughs> this is an okay number of limbs. This is an okay number of zero hooves. That is okay. A wolf is just like a chunky horse. Yeah, we've reached acceptance. <laughs> when they say don't change the ones you love, they mean don't turn them into horses. Cutting back inside to Raleigh, who has been smacked down to the ground off of his hobby gator. Trachon has yelled out no and is, like, attempting to fight out of his chains. Like, you can see, like, his muscles straining and bulging a little bit to try to break free. But he's just being held too tight and cannot make his way out. Oh, ow. My bones. What do they all hurt? How bad off is Raleigh, just out of curiosity? Because it sounds like he was flying pretty high up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, nothing's broken. You're fine on that front. It's just, you're gonna be, like, you're very sore, and, like, it's gonna hurt when you move, for sure. Okay, just wanted to, just wanted to know. Uh, so, Raleigh gets to his feet, and looking up at Tracon's like, what are the odds if you had magic, you could break those chains yourself? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a math guy. Probably pretty good, though. All right, I'm going to try something kind of weird. So I don't think Raleigh has a way to get his of uh, uh, Tracon's magical uh, focus, whatever it is. I think it was like a like a it, bat of some sort. It was like a lacrosse stick or something. Yeah. Cricket bat, maybe. It was, it was some kind of sports ball implement. Yeah, and that there's no way that he could hold it anyways, but Raleigh's uh, magical focus is different, and technically the strength of it is that he doesn't need to actively hold it in order to use magic. It just has to be around him. So I think what Raleigh's going to do is take his red cap off, hug it quickly, whisper some words, and then he's going to gently let it go and try to essentially send his hat to Tracon, so that way he can give him his magic. So he can free himself. Alright. 
So, I'm going to ask you to make a roll for me here. I think this is going to be a flight roll. Again. Fingers crossed. And yeah, this time it's going to be a difficulty of nine. <sighs> uh, is this a just a normal flight or a flight magic? Because he is technically using magic. Uh, let's do flight magic then. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> for the audience, I rolled a 23, but I haven't done my magic die yet. So I'm just going to do that for the special effect. Yeah, so Everything's that's a 24. Suddenly. It's Look, wild. y'all just gotta be real gay, <laughs> and then you win. Did you put, like, the finale cheat code? <laughs> it, it's so, the gayness. It's the power of gay. I mean, that's the moral of this whole story. You're gay, you win. So, yeah. I'm gonna ask, as this hat lands on Dracon's head, what are the words Raleigh risked what are the words Raleigh whispered into it that Tracon hears inside of his head? I I think it's just something where it's like, I believe in you if you believe in me. And just something simple and sweet, honestly. I believe in the you that believes in me. I won't give up if you don't give up. And as Tracon feels this red ass, land on his head. He bursts from these chains. They shatter around him. He is ejected off of this mountain or hill and lands on the ground next to Raleigh, quickly taking up a fighting stance and putting the cap back on Raleigh's head and says, All right. Let's kick some ass. I think Raleigh nods and takes up like a like a wrestler sort of stance and like looking back with a smile like over his shoulder at a uh, Tracon, he says That looked good on you, by the way. Tracon smiles back and says, Thanks, but it looks better on you, and then winks. Aww. And then the two of you find the shadows dissipate around yourselves. And you are involved in this fight. So honestly here, I don't want any rolls. I just want you all to give me like a cool couple of like montage scenes. How you all like drive off these shadow creatures. How do you fight these things off and defend the school? I definitely feel like at one point... Uh, Luna's howling at these shadow creatures as uh, Nia's on top of her, like, yelling at them, and they're, like, stabbing through them uh, with uh, her sword. Love that. There's almost, like, a contest when looking over at Mia and seeing that she's using the mech right now. So she tries to make the sword a little bit bigger. And it's just a contest after a certain point of who can make a bigger weapon, as they're, like, just making it a contest to just drive through a lot of these forces. Yeah, I think at one point Mia's weapon just becomes like unwieldy in its size. And she throws it down and just starts picking up shadow creatures and throwing them to Nia. Yeah, after a certain point when the sword just becomes way too big to hold, she's just going to cast a small spell to like launch it inside a cannon and just shoot it off like a firework. Oh, I love that. When it gets embedded in a shadow creature, does it explode or is it still just a sword? It's going to skewer through a couple and then explode after. Fantastic. What about Tracon and Raleigh? Or rather, what about Raleigh? I've got some ideas for what Tracon's going to do. I think you get like a few scenes, like one of which you see Raleigh, like at one point is for some reason it's on Tracon's shoulders. Point like the gun hand gesture with both hands, like shooting magic missiles. There's another scene where you see him, like, biting one of the shadow hands just with, like, his teeth. And then there's, like, a final one. For some reason, now he's wearing, like, a magical girl outfit, and he's, like, shooting moonlight at one of the shadow uh, abominations, and it's, like, fizzling off. And there's no explanation why that happened or why he's dressed like that. That's just what's happening. So I will give you the choice for Tracon between two scenes that I think are both 
very good. Either Tracon is going to pick Raleigh up and fastball special him into a bunch of shadows. Or Tracon is going to hold Raleigh by the ankles and swing him around in a circle to take out a bunch of shadows. Has to be the latter, because no one's done that one yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. And I think, like, specifically, we get this, like, build up to it, and Dragon looks down at Raleigh and just says, You trust me, right? I mean, yeah. And then just, like, grabs him by the legs and starts swinging him. <laughs> just hear Raleigh scream, Hot tag! And eventually, these shadow creatures all dissipate evaporate, disappear, and the school has been hurt. There is definitely a lot of collateral damage. You all are exhausted, weary, probably very sore, but you managed to defend your school. You managed to defend, at least for some of you, I'd assume, your home, your friends, and the people you care about? Maybe more? It's not up to me to tell you how you feel. But eventually, Headmistress Lake comes over. To the five of you, including including Tracon and Mia, and has a very stern look on her face and says, The school was put on lockdown to keep you safe. Yeah, and somehow we ended up here, so you didn't do a great job, huh? So sassy. Listen, I just bit a big shadow monster with my girlfriend. We did great. You should be congratulating us. If you were better at your jobs, we'd be stuck in a room. I was going to finish by saying that you ended up keeping us safe. And... Oh, a big blush in, in Luna's face. I'm sorry. I Heat of battle got to me. No, no, you're you're fine. You you have a point, and I would like to ask you all to help me make sure that the students in the school stay safe, not in an active or dangerous position, but setting up a student-faculty advisory council. Uh, that kind of sounds kind of copy. No, no, of course not. We I wouldn't ask you to be cops. Cops are bastards. Okay. I can't speak for the other two, but I'll do it. I, as long as my voice is heard in all types of matters, not just this, I want all students, even the ones like me from marginalized backgrounds, even magically marginalized, to be treated with respect and protected. That's what I ask. I don't ask you to enforce anything or make rules but the five of you would be a good start for liaisons between the student body and the faculty i'm happy to hear that i just i just don't know how this happened in the first place i don't know what to do or how to do that well for now, for tonight, we rest, 
and tomorrow we can work on getting Kevin back to where he came from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, babe. And she starts pulling you. And she'll just, like, wave by. It's like, all right. Good time. I'm very tired and I want cuddles. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> Quick check. Is anybody reacting to the fact she just called Ludriel by his real name? Uh, no, we kind of just... Oh, at least Luna was like, yeah, I'm sure she knew. <laughs> I'm too tired for this. I think yeah. Raleigh, like, yeah. once I, the, the real name got thrown down, like, like did, like, eyes narrowed. I can't... Obviously, if he shows up expecting to be... Or pretending to be a member of an elven royal family, I'm gonna... Contact the actual Deladrials and ensure that he's the actual deal. I just, if that's how he felt safe, then that's how I let him be. And, well, this school is a safe place for everyone that wants one. I mean, but all right, you could have, like, just talked to him and had him change his whole alias and all that. But, you know, it's whatever. I just only have a very solid understanding of gimmicks and also promo work, which you really need to work on. But uh, all my bones hurt because I got beat up by a shadow monster. And then also there's this whole thing where I have to really sort of think about, you know, the fact that I wrestled like an evil version of my dad, like in a shadow nightmare fuel sort of way. And also, ow. I want to go. Tricon, can can you pick me up and just, like, take me anywhere that's not here? Tricon immediately picks you up, Bridal style. Raleigh's face just turns blood red. It's like, <laughs> and as Tricon walks you into the Shattered Glass Academy, we fade out. I think the first scene we see for Luna is that she does take the headmistress up on the offer and starts doing a lot of, like, not just there, but a lot of activism work for uh, werewolf students and students from, like, magically altered races and try to find, like, prejudice against them uh, in the school. And, like, in society in general. Can I propose like a scene of them in the uh like the nearby town that's around the mm-hmm. school doing yeah. like a almost like a not quite a recruitment drive, but like an information Yeah. yeah. Like having people maybe like having people uh look, asking people for like signatures. Uh, to try to repeal a like a law that maybe like an old law or something against like werewolves and werewolf students and stuff. Yeah, I can take that. I think in like a bit of a goofy way. Yeah, it's just like on screen seeing uh, chatting with Mia and Luna just hanging out wondering hey do you think like if i gave kevin like new magical ears or magical new arms would he be considered a magical creature then does this work that way maybe i mean i guess we're all slightly magical so if someone wants to consider themselves a magical creature that's up to them i guess so if kevin wants to be magical we can make him magical maybe Sure. Tempting. Makes Tempting. sense. What can I make magical? And there's just like brainstorming. And then you can see that she's like lost in thought, just staring forward. Is like, what can become magic? I mean, you're magic, babe. Oh, thank you. You're magic too. Oh, thank you. Mia looks at you and says, Okay, but you got the cute girl. I'm calling dibs on the cute boy. Which one? Kevin. Is he a magic boy? His hair looks like magic. 
I'm going to make him a magic boy. And then she rushes out of the room. I would. Yeah, I'm not even going to stop her. That's all up to you. She like going. She like grabs a book and lays down in bed. Like, I'm no. Mia pinches her nose and then chases after Nia. One thing I do imagine that came from all of this, because, I mean, parents were probably informed, and I'm pretty sure Raleigh got, like, grounded. <laughs> so I think there's a big muck, like, his, like, obviously he's at school, like, on campus, so it's not like his dad can actively do much. The only thing he basically was, like, verbatim from, like, leaving campus. But that kind of leaves the entire idea of, like, what do you do about a date when you're not allowed to leave the, the school grounds. So I think the scene I had in mind is like the magical auto shop room. Essentially, like Raleigh setup would be uh, like a drive through like movie type thing, essentially. But he just has like a when the when the race cars is the car that they're using. And uh, instead of like a projector, he's just using like a spell to play the best movie to play like Super Mario Brothers, the 90s version. I think like as you're sitting there, Scooter is like sitting between the headrests with a little bucket of popcorn watching with you. And Tracon like stretches his arms up real big as he yawns and then puts one down around Raleigh's shoulders. I think there's a moment where like Raleigh's eyes like widen quickly and he like drops his popcorn and then he just like decides ah screw it and he just kind of like leans in over uh, like more on Tracon's side <laughs> I thought you were gonna say leans down and starts eating the popcorn <laughs> no <laughs> well that is something Raleigh might do in most cases this is the one time where he's like maybe not now maybe when Tracon's not looking Love that. I think Nia, after graduating, she keeps studying and starts doing like some uh, graduate studies uh, until eventually she starts teaching uh, werewolf studies. Um, how like uh, different werewolf country uh, cultures treat each other, are treated. Like and like their history, their culture, and tries to keep helping like spread awareness and uh, tolerance. I think Raleigh, like, not to steal uh, Ludus, but I think he, he would also like to teach at the school, but I think he would open up his own very different class. I think he wants to create like magical theater. And I, the way I see it's because while Raleigh was never good at the actual, like, wrestling part of wrestling, he was very good at, like, delivering lines and theatrics and stuff like that. And I think a lot of the plays that he kind of tries, like, implementing all have kind of like a wrestling-esque sort of feel to them. But with, like, his background in illusion magic and everything like that and just... For him, just the idea of, like, giving that knowledge to, like, a younger generation to him is probably the most uh, enjoyable things he could see in his future as far as, like, career-wise. Because I don't know what the fuck Raleigh would be any other way, to be honest. Besides Raleigh, Raleigh obviously becomes a magic cop. Just like the best wizard of all time, Harry Potter. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm going to quit. I know we're almost done, but I'm going to quit. I think that for Nia, there was just a lot of time traveling. Like after wanting to just move away or just try to like realize, okay, I don't feel like I really belong quite here. Or I can just do what I want right here. She's going to spend a lot of time just exploring different places and then realize, well, I kind of just like being in a lot of places and trying things. 
So it's just going to be mostly like social media influence and just making shows, <laughs> just showing like, hey, this is a thing I like. And there's just going to be a lot of time just showing, hey, this is a thing I like with place I like, or just occasionally like constantly go back to the school and like barge in through like Luna's classes. Like, and this is a person <laughs> I like. <laughs> Hi, babe. She waves to the camera. Hey, everyone. And we get the scene of like all of the students just rolling their eyes like, this again. This is the third time in this class. Not gonna visit Raleigh too. Come on now. No, because she like is scared of like being interrupting this one. Like she knows she can get away with it here. <laughs> it's true. First time she barged into Raleigh's class, she got detention. <laughs> A steel chair was thrown. <laughs> you ruined the scene, you fool. I'm sorry. And just like Put it like in like a little timeout chair <laughs> with Luna curled up at her feet. Oh. <laughs> Raleigh, the one thing he's cutthroat at is teaching. <laughs> Just poking and prodding over at Luna, like, you're a teacher, you can't be doing this right now. <laughs> Big blushes. Ah, uh, class dismissed, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, I will also say. Class dismissed. Thank you all for listening to season one of Bone Rollers. We're going to be taking a break for a little bit because I want to build up some backlog and also making podcasts. Turns out harder than you probably think. Uh, very hard. Yeah, there's like a lot of work that goes into this shit. Believe it or not. I know like we don't project an air of professionalism exactly but like this shit's hard speak for yourself i'm very professional professional wrestling so yeah uh you know where to find us you know what to do to support us all of it's in the show notes does anybody have anything else to say before i sign us off for season one thank you for having me it was fun Thank you for letting me make a gay werewolf girl who's shy and then got over her shyness and got a girlfriend and, and now she's cool and bites shadow monsters. Yeah. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Wouldn't have had it any other way. Hooray. Hooray. Thank you for the Yay. experience. It was magical. And until season two? Remember, listeners, whoever you are, you're magical. Love y'all. Grab some popcorn and find your seats. Monster of the Week actual play podcast $2 creature feature returns for season two on February 22nd. This season, we'll see a whole new crew of hunters confronting the mysteries at the heart of the town of Jupiter Hollow. I'm Megan Murphy. I'm playing Zelda Wardwell. 
the flake. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to protect people, too. That's like what heroes do. I'm Nyelder, playing Eric Ashrin, the crooked. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. I'm Laura McMillan, and I'm playing Tammy Joe Marple, your hometown home finder. I'm here to make deals with the good people of Jupiter Hollow, but I already made a deal of my own. Tammy Joe is the monstrous. And I'm Mr. Ray. I play everything that tries to kill these people. And if you enjoyed our first season, you ain't seen nothing yet. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever podcasts are found. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.